All right, I guess we should actually do this. Uh, hello and welcome. It is the Chunk Podcast. We are, well, this is, I, I would say it's live, but it's a podcast you can listen to at any time. It's live as we're recording it. Uh, and by we, I mean, it's myself, me, Justin Doyle. We got Lynchy F up in here, and we also have JJ here as well. How you doing, guys? Doing great. I'm doing great, man. Happy to be here, you know, ready to get another Chunk Pod on the way. All right, we got, so we got obviously we have our topics in sports, entertainment, and gaming and uh, before we get into any of this, I know I just want to uh, people if they haven't heard or they haven't checked us out on social media on Facebook, you can search for us. It's search for the Chunk Pod. Uh, actually, it's at the Chunk Pod all, all across the board: uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can even find us on YouTube if you want to listen to the podcast on YouTube. Some of you may be listening to the podcast on YouTube, but there's a way to follow us on there as well. But if you don't follow us on there, you don't know what's going on right now. We are giving away a fresh, brand new copy of madden 19 for ps4 or xbox one it's our first giveaway ever and uh, i'm super excited about this because i actually i'm I'm really excited for this game to come out i I get it every year and usually around the time this nfl season ends i kind of fizzle out of madden but right before the season starts like right now i want to play some freaking madden and we have to wait a little bit longer for it to come out but i'm excited that we're going to be giving away to one lucky winner on our social media pages yeah i uh I was doing pretty well in Madden last year uh, until they uh, gimped the Jets. Oh, um, I got to I got uh, to give you props though because you, even though I know you're a, you're a diehard Jets fan, and even though their team may not be the most spectacular team, you just you ride out with them every time. You just you you that's your go-to team no matter what. I, I appreciate that. It's just. You know, it's a double-edged sword. It's so so satisfying when I beat somebody with the Jets. <laughs> And then it's like, eh, all right. I was playing with the Jets. If yeah, I lose. Yeah, so Which, it works out. How would you say your ratio is? Did you get more wins than losses? Are you like about average? What's what's the deal for you? Um. Well, they were better secondary wise this past year than they were two years ago in real life and in the game. I definitely lost more than I won. Um. I don't know. Maybe like forty, sixty. 35 65 that's not bad i, I see I, I feel the same way i i roll out with the packers and usually at the beginning of the season it's a it's a great choice and they're awesome and then then a bunch of injuries will happen and i'll just be sad even though i still have aaron Rodgers, except for last year i didn't have him for a large portion of the season so anyway we we digress we've gotten in too deep but madden 19 we're giving it away we're, and this is like a legitimate giveaway this isn't like you know you have to pot you have to pay us to to be involved you all you have to do is comment Oh, I mean, it's it's different across the board, but the instructions are on each social media. So if you want to give us a follow, you can get all the details there. And uh, we're taking entries all the way up through, I believe it is Monday, August 6th. If you can get your entry in by the end of the day on Monday, August 6th, we'll be pulling the winner on Tuesday, August 7th, because I wanted to have enough time to get the game to you on release day, because with Amazon, you can kind of hook people up on on the release day, get it shipped directly to your house. So I wanted to do it that route. So if you wanted to get signed up and ready to win, sign up, follow us on our social media. One more week. Yes, I know. It's getting close. And, uh, man, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting excited. I, I'm excited to play for the with the Packers right out the gate because, again, I want to see what a Jimmy Graham looks like in an actual game or what it's like to have a tight end that can actually catch the ball. Um, <laughs> but I know he'll probably get injured like two weeks into the season. So who knows? Uh, anyway, up first, we'll, we'll have our sports segment, and uh, we got a couple topics lined up. I know it's been a little while since we jumped on a pod. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, we did mention in the last podcast, he got traded to the Hawks, and he was going to be waived, and the mystery was where was he going to wind up? 
we now have at least, I mean, that, that's what he's saying. I mean, I, I don't think everything's gone through officially yet, but everything seems to be in order for Carmelo Anthony to sign with the Houston Rockets, who also just recently brought back Clint Capella on a, a pretty decent deal. Um, and I, yeah, that was another thing. So they did keep the team together and they're bringing on Carmelo Anthony. What are your thoughts on that Lynch? Uh, like I said, I don't think, I don't think Carmelo's, you know, the biggest ad anymore because he brings the ego and, you know, he still thinks he's a starter and, you know, should be starting where, you know, if he buys in and he buys into the coming off the bench, running the second unit role, I think he could do well with that, but they have to, you know, be realistic and, you know, understand that he's not going to come off and off the bench and drop 18 a game with seven boards or whatnot. You're going to get like 18 a game and like one rebound and like one assist a game. Maybe one assist. Yes. It's, it's, he's, it's a great game from Carmelo Anthony. If you can get him to pass the ball to you. Uh, but I do agree that I think he should, I, I think it's a good ad. I if it, if he would be able to just come off the bench, he's a to me at this point in his career, an amazing bench player. The scorer off the bench would be perfect for them. I don't think he's somebody you want rolling out with a James Harden, you know, out on the court like that. But um, I don't know. Maybe as the season progresses, maybe I don't know. Maybe he'll he'll wise up and get understand that for the team to succeed and at least have a halfway decent shot at taking down. The Golden State Warriors, which, again, I don't think anybody really does. But um, for them to have the best chance to take down the Warriors, I think he would be better served in a bench role. Uh, but another thing I saw was that their their championship odds actually dropped after the signing of Carmelo Anthony. I thought that was hilarious. I think it's because, you know, they, they're afraid that they can't play defense because you automatically, right off the bat, can't play Ryan Anderson and Carmelo on the same on the floor at the same time. Because, as you saw, Ryan Anderson couldn't get on the floor in the playoffs. The same thing is going to be with Carmelo. Carmelo can, you know, he'll be able to guard someone in the post, but post players are so rare nowadays, it's Carmelo's post defense is pointless. The uh, the West is really shaping up to be pretty competitive next year, um, which is so interesting with all the different free agency moves that have happened. And I, I guess I'm just curious. Uh, I didn't follow the Rockets all that much last season. Um, what, what, you know, what stopped them from making it to the finals? What uh, was their Chris deficiency? Paul. Yeah. Chris Paul got hurt and uh, it was just, they, that, I mean, obviously he's, I would say arguably their their most important player was last season. Obviously Harden gets all the praise and he, you know, deservedly. So dude's a monster. But with with um, CP3 on the court, they they were absolutely a much better team. But he got hurt. They ran into the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors. They took them to seven games. But yeah. uh, but it was game seven, I believe. Did Chris Paul? Chris Paul didn't play that game. No, he didn't play. He didn't play like five, six, or seven. Yeah, and that that was their downfall. They it was a good series though, and I'm and I'm hoping it gets back to that. I hope we get to see that one more time. Um, and and for people who are LeBron fans listening. It's it's not going to happen this year, so just sit down, you know, maybe wait it out one season. But uh, I I would love to see another Golden State Rockets, um, well, a Golden State Warriors Houston Rockets matchup there in Western Conference Finals. That'd be awesome to see. That sounded like a way too early uh, call on the Lakers and LeBron James not making it to the finals. Oh, oh, dude, come on, 
I, I think it's I think it's easy. <laughs> to me, that's one of the easiest statements. I don't think they're going to make it to the finals. I'd be shocked if they made it to the Western Conference Finals, to be honest. The only way I see them making it to the Western Conference Finals is if somehow they place themselves in a perfect scenario where maybe the Rockets slip a little bit during the season or Golden State decides to take their pedal off the gas and then they don't have to play Golden State or the Rockets to get to the Western Conference Finals. That's the only chance that they have to make it to that point. Um, but I think the Rockets are a better team. Uh, Warriors are a better team. I think there's there's a few other teams that, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not giving the Lakers a lot of credit this season. I mean, with well, what the they Pelicans have. were in it last year, right? And uh, a few other. Yeah, teams Pelicans are a good team. They, they added, lost Boogie. Yeah, they lost Boogie, uh, but they added Randall, and they finished the season to. I mean, stronger without Boogie. Obviously, you know, he's a he's a much different player, but obviously he's going to change the games. But they don't they don't have playoff Rondo this year either, so. I don't, yeah. I, I'm not counting on the Pelicans to do much other than make like the eight seed. That's true. That's true. I saw actually some early predictions that were, they had like the Jazz like missing the playoffs, and I was like, I don't even understand how that how they could even how they could even do that because LeBron goes to the Lakers. The one team they take out was the Jazz. I was like livid when I saw that. I think the Jazz are a great team. I I do too. They're they're you know really young. Gobert got hurt in the middle of last year and. You know, they stood afloat last year with Gobert out, and their defense is so much better with Gobert, and Ricky Rubio showed in the playoffs that he could play a little bit. So it'll be an exciting year going in for Utah. And then I know Donovan Mitchell is really excited about Grayson Allen. I'm not too sure about the rest of the NBA, but Grayson Allen can ball a little bit. Yeah, he's the type of dude that I would hate to play against just because I would get so frustrated and angry. But if he was on my team upsetting people, I'd be like, okay, dude, do your thing, whatever. <laughs> like a Marcus Smart. Oh, Marcus Smart. My God, I love that man. I, I couldn't be happier that the Celtics re-signed him. Anyway, uh, okay, I just got real excited. Uh, but we can move away from NBA. We can slide over to the NFL because I saw something that uh, that uh, it makes me sad every time I see it because I, I have no beef with the San Diego Chargers. Oh, well, that's embarrassing. They're not San Diego Chargers anymore. Which they, by the way, they should be the San Diego Chargers still. I think it's sad that they're still in L.A. Anyway, maybe they have a curse now that they're the Los Angeles Chargers. I can't even wrap my head around that. To me, Los Angeles Rams—they did so. They're playing well. They—they they basically own the city now. I don't. The Chargers to slap to slap a fan base in the in the face like that and then move a, a handful of miles away. You know what I mean? Not even like they moved to a different state. It was just like a couple zip codes away. And be like, nah, we're not San Diego anymore. We're L.A. I think that was stupid. But anyway, they're the Los Angeles Chargers. And to me, they're the most unlucky NFL franchise I've ever seen. And I'm including the Browns and your Jets, J.J. I'm just saying. And when I say unlucky, I mean injuries. I take everything into account. Wins, losses. They get they get pretty lucky sometimes in games with Phillip Rivers just chucking it. But as far as like personnel, I've never seen a team get so many major injuries like season ending injuries like blown achilles uh jason barrett their their best corner well i uh, well one of their best corners i think casey hayward's pretty awesome but uh jason barrett blew i guess he blew his achilles out here in the last couple weeks he was hurt all of last season as well he went on ir last season and there's well they're up and coming tight end who antonio gates they let him walk to let this guy rise to stardom in may in minicamp in the off season, uh, he tore his ACL. He's out for the entire season. So I just everywhere I look, every time I look at the Chargers, somebody's getting injured, and I just feel bad for them. It's a 
it's interesting. Do you think that their injury woes are mismanagement by the coaches and trainers for the Chargers? Uh, or is it just really bad luck? I don't know, man. I, 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 it, at some point, you got to look at the trainers and be like, what are we doing to these people? Because it just seems like every single time something – and these are crucial players – they go down with injuries, like I'd say at least four to five crucial players to the football team each season for the Chargers uh, are out for the season. I think they had a first-round pick last year. Um, a big It was a lineman, Forrest Lamp. He was like supposed to come in and help the run game, obviously start with, with blocking. Dude was out all season with an injury and before he didn't even play a game. So I don't know what it is about them. I think the, the season before that, I think it was Danny Woodhead went down with an injury. That was the big one fantasy football-wise. But – it just seems like every every time I look at the Chargers, it's just like carcasses of people on IR, and it just it saddens <laughs> me. I hate seeing it. You know, last year they went through the, you know, actually the past two years they went through the struggle of being able to field receivers. You know, at one point it was Keenan Allen, and then Tyrell Williams uh. broke on, and he was, you know, the 10th string wide receiver at the beginning of the year. And then last year they drafted the Clemson, wide receiver he played like two games and then came down with another injury so it's it's not just in the off season it's in the you know during the season where they drop like flies it's crazy yeah i mean a lot of people get i, I do hate seeing it in general but a lot of people are getting hurt more in the nfl it's like obviously it, it, it's like an epidemic but i mean it, with that sport comes injuries like this but i swear it's been on the rise especially for the for the chargers it just saddens me every time i see it um and what's funny is I was writing this down. We were in the prep. I was putting it down on the paper. And as soon as I went over to Twitter, I saw that they had they just signed recently. They just signed an undrafted free agent uh, tight end, right? And apparently he just tore his ACL like today. What? Yes. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what's in the water there in in, uh, in L.A. for the Chargers? But it is it's sad. It's sad to see, man. You know what I will say, and and I want to give a little bit of pushback here. The woes of the Jets and Browns, I don't think is bad luck so much as ineptitude. Yeah. Um, but you know who I who I would probably put up there as the second unluckiest team in recent times. Yeah, who's that? Would be the Houston Texans. Yeah, that's Deshaun true. Deshaun Watson, JJ Watt, Clowney. Yeah. Um, did, didn't one of their wide receivers or running backs get injured too? Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, did Lamar Miller make it through a season? I'm pretty sure he actually he might have actually he played made it. hurt. He played hurt like 95 percent of the season. Yeah. Will Fuller broke his collarbone. It made me sick. Back. Made me and sick to see I Watson. I think he got hurt at the end of the year. Yeah, it made me sick to see Watson go down at last year. Dude was freaking killing it. It was like, oh god. I hope he comes back. Yeah, I hope he I comes hope back. He doesn't to get RG three. That'll mm. be really sad. Oh God, rest in peace, RG three. He was that dude. Oh my God, I don't know if Nikki was here right now. I feel like he would go off, but that that saddened me to see RG three take that. I mean, well, I guess that's what happens when you throw your body around like a rag doll. But still, it was fun to watch. Uh, speaking of football, by the way, I know we had just we had literally just talked about this, but the Madden giveaway again, I'll hit it. Uh, it's up on our Facebook page, it's on our Instagram, and it's on our Twitter. Um, if you want to get entered to play that game, and maybe if you're lucky, play with a fully healthy uh, Chargers team, probably won't happen for you. But uh, if you want to get it, uh, the day it comes out, you can try to get, try to win it with our uh, giveaway, our Madden giveaway. It's our first chunk giveaway 
And uh, to me, it's pretty sweet. So no purchase necessary. See official rules. I always wanted to say that. I don't. There's no. That's, we didn't really need a disclaimer, but I just wanted to do it anyway. And uh, lastly, on the list, we are for sports. We have our fantasy football league. It is coming up, and we do need to figure out when we got to lock down a date. Figure out the best time, and uh, we will be live streaming this draft. We we try to all get together, and uh, we do it in person. And uh, we, it's usually pretty entertaining. And uh, if we're all paying attention, it won't last too long. Uh, but again. You know, that's subject to change because it, it gets a little weird when we all get in the same room together. Yeah, I'm really excited. I hope that uh, I draft even 10% better than I did uh, last year, and I think I'll be pretty good. Yeah, no, I mean, you went into the draft and you you, you picked, you had a few good picks, then you had a few, qu- few questionable ones towards, you know, the middle and end there. But I will give you credit, during the season, you righted the ship, and uh, and I don't know, I don't know how you wound up getting the team that you got at the end of the season, but uh, it was a good turnaround and you're on the right path. Uh, there's high hopes for JJ and your fantasy football team this year. Absolutely. It'll help to do some research before drafting. <laughs> that may help a little bit. I don't know. It doesn't help with Lynch, though. This guy can't buy a championship. Hey, man. I <laughs> got unlucky last year, but I'm looking forward to this year. No, I I'm think kidding. it swept every other league other than the Super Duper League. Absolutely. No, I, I, I'll give you... It seems like Lynch and I, we're, we always come in and we're always trying to get the same players. Like, I don't know if we're, if we're just on the same page. Like, we, we see the same things in players that we want on our team. Our team. I don't know why I just hit puberty right there. Uh, <laughs> on our team. But it, it's like every year, whenever, no matter who's picking, it's like, dude, I was just about to draft him. Like, every year, back and forth. Every time somebody picks, it's, dude, I was literally just going to pick this guy. F you. And uh, I look forward to that in this fantasy football draft that's coming up. Uh, it, it'll be coming up here in August. Uh, sometime in the middle of August, we got to get it done and uh, get everybody together. All right, sliding on over to our entertainment portion, we've got a couple things that are in theaters right now that uh, I just found out you two haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp yet. Yeah. Man. It's a struggle, man. It's it, a struggle. It is a struggle. I, it, it's weird because I have movie pass. I feel like I don't hit the movies as much as I should be hitting it with the movie pass, but I still feel like I'm seeing every movie that comes out that I want to see. It's like, like I'm pretty sure I, I think I saw Ant-Man the day, I think it's the Thursday it released. You know how they do like Thursday night before the Friday, obviously for the Friday release. We went out and we saw it the Thursday night. We stayed up a little late past our bedtimes and saw it. And uh, without giving anything away, it's, it's I, I love those Ant-Man movies. I don't know why. The first one, Caught me off guard because I was like, why the hell are they making an Ant-Man movie? But it's such a different ride. It's a different feel than all the other MCU uh, movies. Um, but just the way that they do everything, it's more, it's a little more toned down. The stakes aren't quite as high. But they do a good job of, of tying it all together and, like, you know, making it. Because at the, at the end of the day, you're like, why isn't Iron Man just coming in and cleaning up this mess? But with this, as it coincides with the um, Infinity War... It, it it leaves you at the end wanting more, just like the Infinity War did, obviously. But it's a, it's a good movie, and I think everybody should go see it while it's in theaters. Um, and it ties everything together. But my the biggest issue with me is that we are going to be sitting here and waiting for another, pretty much another calendar year, for the follow up to Infinity War. So we're going to see Infinity War Part Two with no resolution, and it's going to make me sad. Well, you know, I'm really excited to see more about uh hank pym and you know maybe a little bit of giant man um and i'm also really excited to see them maybe explore the microverse a little bit more um 
the pim particles are really kind of a crazy unique mar- well i guess it's not really unique because the dc has the atom but yeah it it's uh ant-man's just kind of a unique character i feel like and um i'm excited to go see how how paul rudd the uh ever last ever living paul rudd how he does in that movie yeah paul rudd crushes it dude i don't know what he just like at the end of the day you're like paul rudd's a, a superhero in the marvel universe and it's like hilarious but it's just the way he ties everything together, the way he does everything. I, I don't know. He just He's freaking crushing it in this role. But if you haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, check it out while it's still in theaters. It's pretty awesome. And what's in theaters right now uh, just came out last weekend. Well, it was number one in the box office. Well, actually, it was this weekend, right? This this weekend here, this past weekend. Mission Impossible Fallout with Tom Cruise. I haven't, I haven't been keeping up with – I think maybe I've seen like two of them, but I feel like there's like 15 Mission Impossibles. But I saw a video online of – of the way he prepares for these movies and he does all of his own stunts. Well, like 99% of his own stunts and the dude literally, I watched a video. It was Tom Cruise flying a helicopter. I don't know if you've seen the previews for it, but that's Tom Cruise flying the helicopter. The dude learned how to fly a helicopter for this film and they let him fly solo. There was nobody on the helicopter with him. It's a scene where he's in a helicopter chasing another helicopter it, it it's to me that's awesome that's like that, that he's living the dream they're paying him millions of dollars to learn how to fly a helicopter or dive out of a plane or you know what i mean like he this is things people would actually have to pay for get certified but they're paying him millions of dollars to just live i think that's like the coolest thing to me and, and i know i mean some people might not be big tom cruise fans but the fact that he does all this on his own it's it to me that's awesome yeah uh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna lay it all out on the table here. I've never seen any of the Mission Impossible Ooh. movies, not a single one. You know what? I I can't really I can't really knock you for that because I think I've only seen the first two, and from what I hear, after the after the first three, it turns into almost like a fast <laughs> a Fast and Furious type deal where they're just like, we've got something here, let's just smack all the action and 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 just just throw it 100% pedal to the metal. Which it, people are loving nowadays, and and they were number one in the box office this past weekend. You can't really blame people for, for just wanting to see crazy Tom Cruise action. I think I think it's you know, you have those diehard Mission Impossible guys, just like you said. You have those diehard Fast and Furious people. I know I have friends that are you know dying to see the next one, but at the same time they're like, I really hope the next one is the last one because it's already come so far and we're in, it's getting drawn out. Yeah. And I heard, I, I heard the same thing about mission Impossible. I heard how it's the best series of movies and whatnot. And I, I, and I get the other side of it where, you know, how many movies have they had, you know, it, it seems like too many and they just keep making another one. Yeah. I'm of the belief that if, if I want to go see a movie in theaters and I haven't seen the prequels, I won't go see it. And it, it's just, I feel like I, I need to see all the movies uh, before I see this, this particular one that might be in theaters, no matter how awesome it looks. I think uh, Mission Impossible Fallout looks amazing. However, until I see all the other ones, I don't want to go to the theater because I'm going to miss out on so much. And I don't want to do that. Even though I'm being told by people that I work with that Mission Impossible, that this one right here, this most recent one, could it could be a standalone film you could go and watch it and pick up the gist of just about everything and get out and not feel like you missed too much i still in my i can't do it i my my i don't know it's just in my morals 
my moral code for movies is if you haven't seen the prequels, don't go see the movie. It'll I, I just I have to see them all first, but I do feel like it's almost an insurmountable task to see all the well, Mission Impossibles before I see this. Surprisingly, there's actually only six of them total, really? including this new one. This yeah. is the sixth? It feels like ten times that though. I honestly thought it was double digits. I can't. I'm actually shocked. I mean, I, so I'm not too far away then. It's almost I could just take a weekend and just binge watch. I guess that wouldn't be the most awful thing in the world. Well, when you figure out what uh, platform those are on, let me know because yeah. I'll at least watch the first one for, yeah. uh, you know, to give the iconic movie its uh, its due. The worst part about that is, like, one in three will be on Hulu, two and four will wind up being on Netflix, and then like Google Play, you'll have to like I don't even know on you know it, it's it's so scattered. You, no one just gets all of them right away. Um, you know what? I should check HBO. They might actually have them all lined up, but. Anyway, I want to see them all before I go see this one. Unfortunately, I probably won't get to catch this one in theaters, but I do want to catch up with the Mission Impossibles. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because I think Tom Cruise doing his own stunts in his own movies and being paid to learn how to fly a helicopter. I'm super jealous of that guy's life. Uh, and the last thing in the entertainment category, we have it up on our website, thechunkpod.com, if you want to check it out. Uh, Aquaman and Shazam, the trailers. Did you guys catch these trailers? I did. Uh, I'm... You know, as you are, you know, a big Aquaman fan, I really hope they don't mess it up. It looks really, really good. But, you know, as the franchise goes, I'm kind of, you know, worried how they're going to ruin it almost. Yeah. JJ, did you you catch it? I could be skeptical at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I know. What sucks is that I think both of these are great trailers. I. That's the scariest part for me with DC films and DC trailers is that I'm I like the trailers. I think they got a great thing going until the movie actually comes out and I leave and I'm like, what did they do? You know what I mean? How? Why? Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I really want to like these movies. Aquaman. I love Aquaman. I, I, I think he gets crapped on by too many people. It's disrespectful. And Jason Momoa cast as Aquaman it, it, to me is the perfect angle to take. Because if you cast yeah. like a pasty white blonde man, it just doesn't fly for a lot of people anymore, especially not in 2018. I don't think a lot of people would be like, ooh, Aquaman, this is going to be awesome. But uh, the way the way that they got this world set up, I think it's going to be cool. And um, please, please don't don't butcher it. Oh, my God. Uh, but it'll, it'll be cool to see if they decide to go with the, you know, protecting Atlantis kind of a standoffish uh standoffish member of the justice league or if they're gonna you know come up with some other shenanigans i mean it, it looked like it's gonna be the, the stereotypical or the tip or the, i would should, i guess i should just say the typical aquaman story of i'm i don't want to come back to the throne i don't want to assume my right and then he comes back and then like begrudgingly he gets the throne everyone's everyone's pissed at him because he never really was a part of atlantis you know but um, without giving away too much. I mean, that's all I know. But I think that's what I'm going to see. And when I saw the uh, Black Manta, who is one of my favorite, yes. my, one of my favorite DC villains, when I saw him shoot freaking laser beams out of his face, I almost died. I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm really excited to see how uh, the, he translates to the cinematic universe. Um, seeing him in the old you know campy cartoons is really fun but you know hopefully they have more of a dark spin with uh, a more intense aquaman there should be a more intense uh, 
villain. Yeah, but go I ahead. also hope that they don't, you know, CGI the crap out of it. Obviously, you know, with lasers coming out of your eyes, you have to CGI it. But I hope it doesn't look, you know, too unrealistic because I feel like with some of their movies, they get too unrealistic and you're kind of like, okay, I got it, you know, and then you put your hands up and you kind of like walk away from it almost. It's going to be very tough to portray portray Atlantis and underwater talking without without just going to town on CGI. Yeah. I, I, I will say in recent years, CGI, it's become more believable. I, I don't I'm not really a stickler for it as much because we're getting like D, like, you know, Disney Pixar animated films. You know what I mean? We're getting those all the time. That obviously that's different than CGI, but I can I can kind of find the balance now and be like, okay, I see it. You're not really gonna build an entire underwater, you know, city. Just don't don't make it look like garbage. I get what you're saying. I, I don't want to see yeah. it. Either. Um, but I am excited to see how they handle Aquaman and Black Manta, and I mean, obviously, there's so much there's so much more gonna come from that. Um, but aside from Aquaman, Shazam seems like it's gonna be a nice little treat for DC fans who might not be looking for that super dark vibe that that Zack Snyder you know style of of cinematography I don't know I, I think Shazam's gonna be a more lighthearted, fun movie that I think might might help the DC universe as a whole I know Nikki Nikki on the last pod has said how he viewed it as you know going to be very very dark because you know that's the story that Shazam comes from so I think it'll be interesting how they, you know, break away from the story and move on from that. Yeah, his child, I will say, his, I mean, obviously he's a foster kid. His, his childhood probably won't be the the most bright and heartwarming story. But any, any you know, teen or, you know, I think he's 14 in this movie, but I think in most, most depictions, I think he's like somewhere between 8 and, you know, 14 in that range. You, that's like prime imagination time as a kid. And just imagine being gifted superpowers I, just to see how that's going to per- be portrayed on screen i think it's going to be awesome to watch and uh it will be a little bit different than all the other movies but just seeing that that portrayed on screen and then brought hopefully brought into the justice league world would it's going to lighten it up a little bit and I'm, I, I'm excited to see it all right and finally we have our gaming section why well, section like we're, we're shopping through a store yeah this is our gaming section over here we've got uh, nintendos and uh sega Okay, starting starting off, we've got Pokemon Go. I, I just wanted to bring this up again because over the weekend, uh, my my wife and I we had been playing more. We played more over the weekend than we have, I think, in the past like two years. I don't know what it is. Just when Nintendo when Nintendo told us that the Pokemon Go would somehow be, I don't know, like intertwined with the new uh, Pokemon Let's Go, like Eevee and Pikachu's for the Nintendo Switch. I'm now more inclined to play, and I'm I'm more excited than I think I've ever been. But I really sat down and thought about it over the weekend, and I'm trying to figure out how they're going to integrate Pokemon Go and what you've accomplished in that game into Pokemon Let's Go. And I, I, got, I got in a real dark place, and I was like, if they're just making us catch all these Pokemon on this app, right, and then we link it up with our, po- our, our Nintendo Switch, and it's like some sort of like farm system, you know what I mean, where it's like you get to see all the Pokemon you've caught in Pokemon Go, walk around behind a fence like i feel like that's what we're gonna wind up getting and i I need somebody to talk me down so there's a actually i believe they released a second gameplay trailer um and we can post that on the site but it it did show uh that you 
on the Switch will be journeying through Kanto and will be using the Pokemon Go style of catching and interacting with Pokemon yeah. rather than the classic you know, uh, RPG style. Yeah. And, and it seemed like the Pokemon that you catch in Pokemon go could be transferred to let's go via, um, kind of a safari park, uh, mm. hybrid where you import your Pokemon and you have to go catch them there. That's what I would imagine it would be like. Okay. All right. So, so I'm going to have to recast all my Pokemon and Pokemon. <laughs> let's go. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to start off from the very beginning and be like, Okay, but here's what you can do. Every from from here on out, like basically when you pop on Pokemon Let's Go on your Switch, here on out, everything you catch in Pokemon Go now is now credited towards them. What am I getting for the things I've already accomplished? Like they're not going to let me start off with a, a maxed out Gyarados. You know what I mean? They're not going to let me start the right. game crushing it with a with a I don't know what else do I have? A freaking twenty six hundred Vaporeon, which now that I say that out loud, it sounds like a dork, but. <laughs> I'm just saying that everything that I have right now, I, they're not going to give you right away. I'm, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm worried on how they're going to incorporate it. I just need to know. Yeah, I understand. You know the concern. You know, hopefully over, you know, the coming weeks and months, we'll get the answers. On, you know, but like you said I, I'm concerned as well. You know, so it, thinking... it kind of makes me, you know, not want to buy a Switch because I'm one of the people that don't have a Nintendo Switch yet. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I'm not gonna. I'm still excited for the game. I, I, either way, I think it's going to be fun. I don't I don't necessarily want... I like the style of, in which you catch the Pokemon. I don't want the, the actual game for the Switch to be exactly what Pokemon Go is, where you have to gr literally grind up Pokemon to make a better one. You know what I mean? Like, like, here's a candy. I don't want it to be like that much like Pokemon Go. I like the, the manner in which you catch them. I feel like it's a little more hands-on. You kind of feel like you're involved. But I just I don't want it to be like I'm gonna have to catch in the game, you know, 400 Magikarps to eventually right. get a Gyarados. I don't I don't want that. I got you there. I kind of want I I want a little bit of you know the battling to where that you know I can throw out a Magikarp and then pull it back and put in another Pokemon to you know beat the other Pokemon's butt. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, Get experience that way or get like an experience share to where all my Pokemon get experience from the battle to where that, like you said, you don't have to sit here, you know, waste hours upon hours of catching Magikarps. I know right now it's, you know, hours upon hours of catching Swablu's yeah. just to get, you know, the evolution. Yeah. Hey, by the way, how far are you along in the Swablu catching in actual Pokemon Go? I believe I have like 230 Ooh, not bad. All right, all right. Pretty nice. Okay, I'm 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 about to roll over 200. Anyway, JJ, you know what I'm talking about? You know what the Swablu is? That little poofy like cotton ball oh, looking I thing. I know. I the dragon or to Altaria, yeah. I think is what he evolves into. I'm excited for that. One of these years I'll be able to actually uh, have enough to evolve it. Uh anyway, I'm just that was my concern over the weekend about Pokemon Go. I'm going to probably keep playing it obviously. It, it's still fun. I, I feel like it got a bad rap from it, they've come a long way from where they started. Obviously, it was a little more monotonous in the beginning, but now there's like objectives, and that's all you really have to do in a game is give people a reason to play. Um so that's exciting. I'm 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 having fun with that. Uh JJ, you dug up No Man's Sky. I uh, I saw that they had an update. Uh, you showed it to me. It looks like everything I thought No Man's Sky was going to be when I originally pre-ordered it. Because <laughs> yes. I was one of the suckers that pre-ordered the game. And uh, Nikki can attest, he also, he, he showed it to me, like, what is it, like, 
two years ago, over two years ago, he was like, dude, this game's going to be awesome. There's so much you can do. You can fly around to different worlds, you know, discover different things. And but we were never able to play with each other. And that ultimately ultimately was the downfall of the game for me to to do all that exploring in different universes and galaxies and not be able to share that experience with a friend. It, it deeply saddened me. But in this update, you're telling me that you can do all that stuff. Yes. And I, I have to say, um, I actually did not play it. Um at launch because of all the bad feedback that I heard about it. Ooh. But but the multiplayer patch, uh, No Man's Sky Next is what they're calling it, came out recently. Um, I got it on PC with my buddies, and we jumped it. Well, first of all, it took me like two or three days to get the damn software to work <laughs> because um, apparently it is one of the higher demanding... Uh, games out there for pc i would Um, imagine so yes and so i got it working finally and the multiplayer aspect is really really awesome it's like you take minecraft and you give yourself a giant or a spaceship to just fly around in um you can work collaboratively with your friends to i mean they have fright ships that appear you guys just you can ransack the freight ships and take all the resources <laughs> or you can build a base together. You can work on the quests together. Um, and it, it really is that collaborative experience that players were looking for. Uh, they also made some quality of life changes that I think um, from what I understand really helped the game out in in the way of making it feel just a bit less grindy yes Um, and what i will say now i've probably dumped maybe maybe like 15 hours into it at this point yeah um it really it is overwhelming at how huge it is and how many options there are but it really is kind of that uh semi-linear sandbox game that i think people have been waiting for and uh, I, I think that I would give it a recommendation um, in terms of anybody who bought it back in the day and wants to give it another shot. I definitely would give you um, tell you to go ahead and do that. Um, for those of you that were lucky enough to buy the PS4 version for like five bucks at GameStop, <laughs> um, pop that bad boy in your PS4 and uh, give it a go. Because I, I think that this is going to be a game that I dump a whole lot of time into. It's It's really pretty crazy. Yeah, I bought it. I, like I said, I, I pre-ordered it. I played it, and I I actually liked it. At, I, I for what it was, I just it saddened me that there were so many promises broken, and 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 I knew I would never be able to play with my friends. It just kind of made me upset. However, I will say, before I even knew that this update was coming, it was Black Friday last year. Black Friday, I picked it back up because it was it was like five dollars on Black Friday. It was like nothing, right? So I was like, I have to get it. I was like, it, it's it's essentially a, a PS4 game for five bucks. I was like, I, it's a no-brainer for me. I'll put it back in my collection. And it's now since paid off that they've updated it and, and made it what I wanted it to be. So I will pop that back in and I will play it. Um, and, and I'm excited to see what it, you know, w- what's different. I'm excited to see that. However, now, now what I'm going to have to do is try to convince a friend to also get it back. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> so I can actually play and experience the multiplayer with somebody. Um, and then last up on the list here, we've got Mega Man Legacy Collection 
that's now just I think it's releasing right now for PS4, uh, Nintendo Switch, and is it out? I think it's on Xbox One as well, right? Yes, and um, Lynch, you actually mentioned not having your Switch yet. I have to say the collection of games that are available for the Switch is really, really good right now, and it's only going to get better as time goes on. We've got the Mario Party coming out soon, coming back to its roots. you got the Smash coming out. We talked about all that a few podcast episodes ago. But I recently picked up the Mega Man X Legacy Collection, um, which is a two-in-one. It gives you Mega Man X through Mega Man X 8, which is eight different games. And um, I also have the Mega Man Legacy Collection for the original uh, 10 that came out on those very early consoles. Um, And I wanted to let our fans know that I'm going to be doing a streaming series, working my way through all friggin 19 of these games oh my god because you know what they announced at e3 this year i'm pretty sure what's this mega man 11 um they're bringing them back and uh i really want to be prepared for when that comes out that that's gonna be pretty sweet for sure i i never got real into the mega mans uh i think the closest thing i got to um enjoying a game of mega man was mega man soccer but I had that. I wound up selling that. I think when I I picked it up at Goodwill for like five bucks, and I flipped it after I had played it a little bit. Um, but I mean, I played I played a few of the Mega Man's back in the day. I never really got into it myself, but I I can see the appeal, and I know that it has a huge fan base. Um, and I will say, uh, I don't know how to work him in Super Smash, and that's more that's more so what's what's the most upsetting thing about me is to have a dude that's got a freaking cannon on his hand. Why? I, I have you ever used him in Super Smash? What the hell's going on with him in there? Yeah, he's a pretty big utility character. I feel like, but his smash, his up smash and down smash are really crazy. You you just gotta play and get used to the timing, and um, you know you can you can catch people with his with his Buster, and uh, his his front air is actually really good too. Okay, it, it's not like you spam. A Pikachu Thunderbolt. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the Reggie Bastion move. Is uh, I, you know, we're all we're playing Super Smash. I'll just be Pikachu and literally hit down. It was a down B Thunder every every second possible. That's all he would do. Um, but no, at Lynch, like like uh, JJ said, the Switch I think would be a perfect console for you and uh, and your well your fiance right now, but uh, your your future wife. I think you guys would have a lot of fun with it, uh, especially with Pokemon Let's Go that's coming out. It's gonna be a co-op game. That you can play with, you know, together, and and obviously the Mega Man collection's coming out for it, and they do have a, a great backlog of of old like retro games. And to me, and it was it was enough for me to buy it right away. Was uh, the Zelda game that that's for it. it? It's unbelievable. It's I I was never really a huge Zelda fan, but that game alone, it was like one of the best games I've ever played. I, I it was amazing to me. So there's a lot of good games and that are out now and coming out like like you said for the Switch. So if you want to get a console. That's probably the next one for you. Yeah, it's something that, you know, I'm going to throw on on the watch list for, like you said, like a Black Friday. Yeah. Because I'm sure at this point, you know, since it's been out a couple couple years and, you know, I'm sure Nintendo will tease some sort of next model yeah. type of thing. You know, how everyone else has the handheld console that, you know, gets another upgrade that it doesn't necessarily need, but every 
company now wants to, you know, one up, one up each other. Well, if you if you don't get it by the time, okay, I know Pokemon Let's Go is coming out. That's that's a that's a pretty good grab. It's a, it's a good thing to get you there. But if you don't have it by the time the actual Pokemon game that they have planned for Nintendo Switch comes out, the the one hundred percent like traditional Pokemon game for the Switch comes out. I think that's probably going to be the time when you cave. I, I, I think that's going to be the time when a lot of people cave when that comes out. If they if they release that game and it does what it, it what I think it's going to do in my head, or at least what I've imagined it to do, it's going to be it's going to blow everything out of the water. I'm I'm super excited for that. But it's just a matter of them. It's going to be Pokemon Go times ten. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. But if it's just Nintendo Switch's power on a actual handheld Pokemon game, it, I I just the possibilities are endless. I'm just imagining. Anyway, I'm salivating. I'm excited for that. I think it's going to be cool. So, um, but that's all we got for today. I know that I don't know if anybody else has anything they wanted to say. Um, but that's all we've got for right now. And uh, if you want to follow us, obviously we're doing again. I'll mention it. The Madden 19. We're giving away a copy of Madden 19 for PS4 or Xbox One. Seriously, you don't have to purchase anything. This is legit. I know there's a lot of scam things going around on the on social media. This one's not one of them. We are legitimately giving away a free copy of Madden 2019. Um, all you have to do is, you know, I think retweet and follow on on Twitter, um, and then just follow and tag a couple friends on Facebook and Instagram. Um, just trying to get the word out. Obviously, you know, the chunk is a growing brand, and we appreciate you listening. If you've listened this deep into the podcast, you are a true fan. So uh, just head on over to our social medias. Follow us if you'd like. It's at the Chunk Pod. And uh, be sure to follow us online at thechunkpod.com. JJ Lynch, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, we should be back, I believe, next week, right? Hopefully we'll get back on a regular schedule. You know, I think we were shooting for Thursdays. So maybe we'll see you on Thursday. I swear Thursdays is going to be the day. But, uh, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. But we need to keep our schedules toit. And uh, JJ, I know you'll be, uh, we can probably tweet that out or put it on the website, your schedule, if you're going to do the uh, the Mega Man uh, mini series uh, I believe you'll be streaming it probably on Twitch um, but we'll get that schedule from you as well and put that up on the website Toot Sweet yep. do people say Toot Sweet or is it Hoot Sweet no that's the app Toot Sweet it is and uh, thank you for joining us for another Chunk Pod we'll catch you guys next time do 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 get chunked chunked in the face